what do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. Jim Brown was the first person I heard tell a story of a farm boy and a pumpkin seed. As the story goes, this little farm boy took a jar with some dirt and he decided to plant the pumpkin seed inside of it. Every day he would water the dirt and give it adequate sunlight. Over time, the pumpkin seed sprouted and the little boy was fascinated at the progress that the seed was making. That fascination, however, only lasted up until the point where he noticed that the pumpkin stopped growing. No matter the amount of water or nourishment that he provided after that point, the pumpkin seemed to refuse to grow beyond the size of the jar. The farm boy's father saw his son's dilemma and he took the jar, went outside and found some fertile soil and broke the jar on top of it. Over time, sunlight hit the shards of glass, rain fell on the broken jar and the pumpkin slowly began growing again. When I heard Jim Rowan tell this story, he likened that jar to being our environment. And our environment at times will take our mindset. We only grow to the size of the jar. And for you, what I would like to use this analogy that I'll just share with you is as a backdrop for the importance of finding your niche and using it to now publish your first book or create the story of at least creating your manuscript. How you doing? My name's Cliff Manning, the author of Dream Octane, Seven Steps to Discover, Develop, and Deliver Your Niche. And, you know, again, this is now day two on our journey to providing you steps to writing your first book. 
Last week, we covered uh, how to recognize your niche or recognize your abundant factor. How do we do that? By asking ourselves the five questions, right? The five P questions as we talk about in Dream Octane. But now what we want to do is optimize where that abundant factor is used intensely. How do we do that? Well, we understand that we have to find the our seed, if you would, or our niche. We have to find an environment that's conducive to the growth of that seed. Now, sometimes we may find an obvious fertile land to plant our seed somewhere, as we talked about and recognize our abundant factor or at times when our seed flourished in such a way or our niche was recognized in such a way that others saw value in it. And by in return, we saw value in the value they found in it. All right. Or it could be that we just found value in what we were sharing. And so that is recognizing your abundant factor. And and at times, again, it's, it's those high qualities and great qualities that we have. Optimizing where our niche is used intensely now sometimes could be a bit of a flip side of that coin. There are times depending and this is where we have to layer in faith as a Christian. I know this is an easier topic to talk about, but for some, maybe a little bit more difficult, but it's no judgment here. The point that we're making is, is that at times it may take faith to see that the environment that we find our niche to be most optimized in could be an environment that may seem to not be conducive to the growth of the seed. What do I mean? Chuck Colson is a great example of this. He is the founder of Prison Fellowship now. This is who he is now. But back in the day, he was the lawyer to the then President Nixon. Uh, He helped to orchestrate in the whole Watergate scandal. And so he was embroiled in that scandal. And although Nixon was removed from office, Chuck Colson spent time in prison. Now, right before he went to prison, his, he uh, adopted this uh, the, a faith in Christianity and began to walk in that. And what he found is that that experience actually brought out a niche that he had or a niche that he discovered. And he began to optimize it in an environment, an unlikely environment. But guess what? It led to a story. Here's what he said. He says, the real legacy of my life was my biggest failure that I was an ex-convict. My greatest humiliation being sent to prison was the beginning of God's greatest use of my life. He goes on to say, he chose the one experience in which I could not glory for his glory. Optimizing where our niche is used intensely, as we see in in Chuck Colson's example, uh, is a place where it wouldn't have been a likely situation. But guess what? The man has written several books since then. He founded a prison ministry that stretches around the world. And for him, his niche in being able to relate to the disenfranchised, the disregarded, those who may be called the destitutes of our society. He now understands that that is the situation by becoming one in the perception minds of others. He now understands that it was a bigger situation that he found himself in just playing a small part in the big picture and so when it comes down to optimizing your abundant factor the seed that you have which is your niche you want to start asking yourself at this step step two and optimizing it is ask yourself a question what qualifies you to write this book why would people even read this book that you're writing 
I just gave you an example of Chuck Colson. And, and if you heard that he had a book about the journey of how he got, you know, arrested and all of the misgivings that led to him actually ending up in prison, uh, maybe learning about his transformation and then uh, leaving prison and starting a brand new life, a brand new ministry, if you would. I'm sure that story in and of itself sounds pretty interesting. But maybe you have, and I would imagine you do have, stories connected to your niche, stories that will qualify you to author this book. And quite often when I talk to people about writing their first book or, you know, sometimes they they have all these grandiose ideas. Keep it simple. Focus on what you do well. That is a good indication of where your drill needs to drop. But your drilling process at times may pull up things that you may not even realize was there, but it's okay. It's a part of the process. Just like a drill, you drop it back in the 1800s, they would drop a drill and they'll be drilling and then at times they'll hit a gas pocket and it'll be a uh, an explosion of sorts. But then they will regroup and drop a drill somewhere near there after they can find a safer spot or a safer environment in that area, they will keep drilling. And if I do nothing else today with this step, I would encourage you that the environment that you have experienced your niche in is what you want to start giving voice to. And you want to optimize where that niche is used intensely. Begin asking yourself the question, what qualifies me for to write this book? What exactly is the value that people will have by reading this book? Why should they read it? What value could this book bring to the reader? And why read it now? Why would anyone even take the time? Everybody's so busy to read what you have to offer. As you optimize where your niche is used intensely, think about yourself being like Steve Harvey, going on a stage and for the first time using the comedy that he used to write for others. He's now at a comedy club for the first time now reciting his own comedy in front of an environment that fully recognizes it and appreciates it but the journey from him going from that point to where you now know him today was difficult but all i want you to do is to hone in the simple examples that surround where your niche was recognized and then begin to start giving voice to your journey this is what you're going to put inside of your book this is what you're going to now show people this one aspect. I know I'm sure there's many things you could talk about, but start to show people how you overcame whatever you did, what you learned in the process as you were overcoming. What steps could other people, others apply that can help them to get over a hurdle, get through a barrier, cross a roadblock or get them to a payoff that they are intending to have that maybe you already went through. That could be if it's real estate, how to flip it, or it could be how to get on TED Talks or how to get your first job straight out of college. There are steps that have been used. If you add just your story for right now, and we can always drill down and get research to back up what your your story evolves into. But at this stage, the action item that I would give you is to simply think about the environments by which your niche was used, good, bad or indifferent. 
find the value that you have. Remember the stage that you use it on and give voice to it. Talk about it. But when you talk about it, make sure you record what's being said. And remember, if innovative change is an engine, your unique dream and ability could be its fuel. The fuel that you have to offer is suited for the engine of change that you are designed to fuel. If you want to get a copy of the book, Dream Octane, learn a little bit more as you're writing your book and you want to see how I take some of these techniques of recognizing my abundant factor, optimizing it, and then using recorded audio to help craft the book. As you read the book, you will start to see certain techniques that I'm sharing with you right now on display. You can go on to Amazon.com, type in Dream Octane, and to make it easy for you, we'll actually have the link down at the bottom for you. So remember, recognize your abundant factor, step one. And step two is optimize your abundant factor. And step three, the next time we meet on the other side of next week will be how to summarize your comparative advantage.